Alrighty, we're back. Another issue of uh, Behind the Vinyl. Nicholas here, as per usual. Yes. And we have a guest. Introduce yourself. AJ Chana, uh, singer for Fire from the Gods. What's up? What's up? First time First time in Sweden? First yes. time for the band, definitely. Yes, first time uh, exactly myself as well. First time for myself in Sweden and first time for the band. Cool, man. Welcome. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thanks for having us, man. Stockholm, we're here. Ready to get it, ready to get it cracking. Thanks for bringing the great weather, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? At least there's no snow. I know. So. As it's cold, something. though. Yeah. It's a little chilly, but... Yeah. Yeah, but, you know... Not not typical. Not no. Typical. Yeah, no. Exactly. Could, could be way worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, we kind of threw it over to you to pick a record. Uh, obviously, you know the, the style of Behind the Vinyl. We pick a yes. record and dig deep. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm buzzing for this. Yeah, and you went for... Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Second right on. album from Rage Against the Machine. Yes, yes. We we uh we've done a lot of we've done a lot of records, man. We haven't done a Rage. I've been waiting for a Rage. Yeah. We've, okay. We've, we've referred. Cool. To, I'm glad uh, it's a first. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's actually quite weird because they're so popular, and now that they're coming back, you know, it's like I thought they would be like in fashion and style right now. Everyone would be a Rage fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, people. Um, and the same, we'll let the listeners into a little secret. There was also a thought of maybe the first Slipknot record as well. Um, yeah. Which again, where I'm waiting for that, but no one has said that yet. No. I, was, I wanted, Can I do two? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I was like, man, should I really just switch it? Because we were just listening to it yesterday as well. And then every time I listen to it and I listen to that band, it just stirs up the memories as to why I love what I do, why I love that band, why I love heavy music, you know, but... Uh, I, I guess you know Rage Against the Machine kind of defines me in a, in a certain a different way as well. Hmm. You yeah. know, it, it spoke a lot for my youth and yeah. spoke to me as a, as a youngster. But that that Slipknot record record changed my life. Like I heard Rage and then I heard Slipknot. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cool. You know? Well, I, I think Slipknot are a little bit like um, you know Foo Fighters. You're playing at Varsity Afton, which is a really nice venue. I was just mm-hmm. saying, mm. I've only seen room. one other band here, and it's the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters have been around for 20 plus years now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Slipknot had been around 20 plus years. Rage Against the Machine have been 20 plus years as right, well. Right. You kind of think of them as uh, like a little bit new breed too. But they're, oh they're yeah, not, I mean in the history of, I guess in the history of metal and the history of heavy music, they're fairly new because you know heavy music. I guess if you talk to the historians of such, they, you know they go like they say, oh the 70s were. Or even close to the '60s, you know, yeah. there was there were metallic vibes in music and pushing for that ext- ext- extreme sort of music. But um, they they still are, and they're still current. That's yeah. that's oh, the, sure. the thing about it is that those bands are still current. They're still cranking out records. I mean, yeah. Slipknot just put out a record that was was dope as hell. Yeah. Foo Fighters are still headlining and filling rooms across the world. And Rage Against the Machine is gonna come back in 2019, and they're playing Coachella. Yep. Which of you know says no big rock band ever. Yep. So um you know it's a good time yep. for heavy music and and in that in that vein in that uh in that mode of conversation. I think this is a really good time and I think it's perfect for Fire from the Gods. Yeah, you you said a funny. Gene Simmons was wrong then. Gene Simmons we kept was wrong. saying that rock is dead. So. Uh, rock <laughs> is that guy, man. Yeah, rock is the furthest thing from dead. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. All yeah. all across the world. And that was a, the theme of our last tour we did with Five Finger Death Punch across the states. Because in the States, you know, you would, you would think that the way it's talked about in the media and the way it's portrayed in the media, you would think that it's non-existent right. to, to, you know, you would think that no one listens to heavy music anymore because everywhere you look and everywhere you, you listen, there's rap music in the movies, there's rap music or, or just straight up like pop music in every facet of our lives in, in the States. But we played 
a an arena tour with Five Finger Death Punch, and by the, we played first, and there were at least five thousand people there right. by the time we played. So you can almost imagine what it looked like by the end of the night. Yep. So and then the festivals are getting even bigger and bigger. You know, the festival numbers are starting to kind of compete with the European numbers, which the European numbers have always, we've known, mm. have been typically historically higher than American festival numbers, but we're starting to see this competition and and Rock on the Range was the biggest one at like sometimes it would be sixty thousand was like the largest, but now you've got uh Louder Than Life, which is in Louisville and a completely different other region of the country which is now uh, expanding and they're now taking the mantle as the most uh, attended rock concert in the States. And it's 2019. So like you said, rock is far from dead. Mm. I, I, in, in, um, which it is. It's far from dead. But I also think it's, there's a stigma around rock, rock and metal. Because mm-hmm. um, over here, we, we have uh, our, our national radios and they champion you know, hip-hop bands or pop bands of course. And, and all that kind of stuff who play... 300 seaters, you know. But oh, sure, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool, and they're the new yep. thing, and they yep. get mass yep. radio play. They're oh, I got it, yeah. Seaters. It's edgy, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, of it's, course. It's in the pop and in the hip-hop. Right, and, right. Uh, it's the, this is the new thing. They play to 500, they play to 1,000 or yep. maybe 1,500. Yep. Yep. Where rock, no support. It's it's kind of back in, although it's it's shitty, it's also kind of cool. Mm. Right, it keeps putting us in the underground where it stayed, where yeah. it was, where, you yeah. know. But, but like you guys, it's a sold-out theater tonight. Right. Five Finger Death Punch, playing a sold-out show to 10,000 yep. people. Yep. Shine Down, Ultra Bridge. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, Slipknot. Slipknot, Slipknot of sold course. out 12,000 tickets in 10 minutes. Yep. No one talks about that. No. They talk about the latest hip-hop artist that barely gets 150 people. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. I, I, could, I had no... I don't know how do you, how do you even explain something like that, right? I mean, but I, just, but I also cool think that like, you said, the stigma. like metal, stigma metal fans yeah. also are really dedicated uh, and yes. and they stay with the band, not like pop and hip hop where you maybe like you, exactly you listen right. to this and then next week oh you check that it's, out it's the flavor of the week. But if thing, you're a yeah. metal fan, you listen to Sabbath even though it's 40, 50 years old, you still like that stuff. Yeah. That's and the they, one still records, yes. they still buy records, they still buy posters and T-shirts and, and yeah. tickets and stuff like that. Even though it's not in the news, it's not on the radio, it's not on TV. Um, so it is, in a way, it, it kind of is like it's a parallel. Yeah, it's The weird, metal like community is a parallel community bizarre to, to everything world, else. You know? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Everything's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Hey, we're just going to uh, play a song, uh, People in the Sun, and then we'll come back, uh, finish talking to AJ from Fire from the Gods. Yeah, that's a track. Come up. Yeah. We gotta turn the bass up on this one. Check it. Since 1516, minds attacked and overseen. This is a, a really funny word, relevance, you said there just mm-hmm. a little bit ago. This album was out in uh, April 16, 1996. Um, April 16, 1996. So that is, um, was that? That's 24 years ago. This record out. Yeah. You just said earlier 
they're just as relevant now. And this album was talking about politically talking about a lot, a lot of things that are one hundred percent very yeah. relevant now, including building the uh, wall between the U.S. and Mexico. Of course, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I don't even know how you know that wall if they were really. I guess they were starting to build at least a fence or I mean, something back then. I think. There. Yeah, there's a fence at various areas that yeah. have high trafficking. Rates, exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, high traffic, and and I don't mean trafficking as like human trafficking, but there's traffic traffic like there's yeah. a lot of foot traffic through there. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, but they do have the um, these bars that are, you can barely you can't squeeze through. Yeah. Right. So they kind of use that as a, as a as another bit of the wall. But they right. want to actually build a kind of like Golan Heights Israel Palestine style. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. dystopian future looking, yeah. Yeah. which not only is it a major cost to the taxpayer, <laughs> which would which would bankrupt a country, but hey, this is a country that talks about not having money for healthcare, but yeah, right. let's, let's spend another trillion dollars <laughs> on a war with Iran, exactly. you know, which yeah. is ri- ridiculous. So, you know, all of those things and, and just the speaking about it, it's just political muscle yeah. at yeah. this time, and it's, it's, it's drivel, yeah. as, as one would, would say. So, you know, building a wall between nation, a nation that's already, that existed, and then that's what Zach was talking about, but the people of the sun, like the nations and those people that existed there for thousands of years before right. the first settlers from Europe came. Yeah. And then you've, you want to, you're going to tell me that you're going to stop <laughs> these people yeah. from, you know, from their own land, so, and their own region of the world. So, yeah. you know, it, it's ridiculousness. But um, talking about relevancy of uh, uh, Evil Empire, you know, even with Down Rodeo, you yep. know, that song, yep. you know, the um, these people have seen a brown-skinned man since their grandparents bought one. We are maybe two to three, maybe three three or four, we could say, generations removed from slavery and segregation mm. and Jim Crow laws in the States. Yep. But if you were to walk down many American cities, you wouldn't, ex- you wouldn't think that. You know, and, and if you looked at the media, and yes, the media are, are driven and they're, they're only driven by greed and, you know, division because division sells. Yeah. And, you know, and they're making the media in America right now, especially the, the, the left or the right, whatever it may be, both sides are making tons of money and viewers right now because they're using polarizing articles and polarizing sentiments to keep people divided. Mm. And if you if you if you're divided and you don't know anything, where are you gonna go for your news and to right. quote unquote educate yourself? Yep. Yep. You're gonna listen to some talking head on TV, you know, and, and so you would think that we were back in the sixties. You would think that <laughs> yeah. this was pre Jim Crow, yeah. the way it's talked about. But because of that, people are a lot more apprehensive towards each other so you do see you know you if i were to walk down rodeo and if i'm not if i'm walking down rodeo drive and i'm not kanye west someone's gonna give me an eye or two right yeah yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like what are you doing in this shop yeah you know and i I mean do do i have the money to be in there fuck no but still like (laughs) maybe i wanted to view it you know isn't that my god-given right Right. supposedly is that my my Right. right as a human being to just be able to go where i'd like to go but um yeah you know people will still even man you it I live in Texas, you know, and, and Austin, as as liberal as it claims to be, liberal in the sense of, hey, everyone's just having a good time and live your life, yeah. you know. Yeah. You you mind yours, I mind mine. Yeah. There are still these old sentiments that you still can feel in places, and and people still make comments, and the older generation still make comments yeah. like, boy, or you know, and or. or 
you know, they'll just push right past you. And now those little things, you don't know where it comes from. It could just be that, oh, you're just rude as shit. But right. sometimes it's like when it's constant, you, you start to see a pattern. And yep. you're like, okay, maybe maybe a little racist. You know what I'm but saying? But Texas, Texas as a whole is really conservative, right? Extremely. Yeah. yeah. Extremely. Yeah. But you're not Texan, right? No, you're, I'm you're not. From I'm, I'm from New York City, yeah. All so right. You feel the difference from that? Cause oh, New York 100%. Because New extremely multicultural. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah, course. New York's got to be like a, just like a big melting pot of like... Everyone's Every in, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can go from street to street and hear a different accent, yeah. a different language yeah. in New York. So it does put you in a bit of a bubble, yeah, and it, and it insulates you <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But once you go out, if you you don't go to the major cities, like if you leave uh, L.A. Mm. so to speak, inner city L.A., and you go out to rural California, you're like, whoa, yeah, you know, it's a drastic change. Yeah, You've just gone a few kilometers, you know, east or west. Yeah, but you know, so these those cities do create a bit of a, a hyperbole. You know, where you, you know, you, you're kind of, you, you, like I said, you're insulated and you don't think about it until right. you do go yeah. to. The, and that that speaks a lot for our current, you know, political situation, yeah. yep. because those people that are from the middle America, or the, the silent majority, as they, they call themselves, mm. you know, they feel that their voice wasn't heard. And for years, which there is some truth to that, but you can't use racism and you can't use division and you can't use that as a way to springboard mm. your political movement because this is 2019 and people are not going to shut up anymore we're not right. quiet about it like we're not going to go quietly into the night i'm not going to walk down the street with my head head down because i feel i'm making you uncomfortable yeah. because i'm not going to feel uncomfortable because again this is 2019 it's a yeah. different time 2020 2020 jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> my man but yeah you know so like fuck that shit yeah dude. you know what i'm saying so I'm going to walk down Rodeo, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I love the fact that, like, early on when when the wall started getting built, um, there was a video of, uh, like, I think it was, like, a 17-year-old girl that um, scaled the, uh, just to show how easy it was, because they, they said that you, you can't climb over this wall. There's no yeah. way to get around it. And she did it, like, in 20 seconds. <laughs> They just go right under. Yeah, exactly. And what about flying? Yeah, you can, you can buy a ticket. Yeah, you don't need a visa. You can buy a ticket. Yeah. And once you get off the plane, you don't have to go back. No. Yeah, exactly. And you can just walk back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you really want to go back, but um, yeah, the, you know, the 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 politics of it, you know, and, and fire from the gods as a band, I can personally discuss it all day and talk about it because I am affected by it and, mm. I, and I see it and I know how it affects the world. But I feel that as, as a band, Fire From The Gods, the message that we do want to portray as a whole is that there's a lot more, there are a lot more things import, more important than politics and yeah. what, the things that divide us, yeah. like the survival of the human race, a future for our children. Yeah. And if we continue to, we continue the hate, we continue the, the political divisions. We continue to draw these lines and, and these borders and, and keep each other segregated and, and separated. We're not going to survive because we're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again mm. until someone does press that button. And when they press that button, that's it. That's Pandora's box. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going back in. Yeah. It, it'll, be, it, it'll be maybe another few centuries before the world could even recover right. from, from nuclear war or, or, or from that sort of and i think that's where it always culminates yeah. because of who what we've done to each other it always comes down to violence and sure. violence begets more violence yeah. so as fire from the gods you know we're really 
trying to promote not just nonviolence, because if you have to defend yourself, you have to defend yourself. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But it's not, we don't need to be tearing each other down and tear each other apart. We can definitely find more bellicose ways of dealing with our issues sure. instead of violence. Yeah, It's so simple. It yeah, is. it is. It's I don't so want to be hurt, so why would I want to hurt you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so simple. Same with, with, with color, creed, or sexual preference. Well, yeah. You know, so, like uh, the, 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 the sexual preference thing yeah. is something right. too where it's starting to be revoked. Yeah. You know, there was, yeah. there was gay marriages allowed in, in there. And we're a little bit blinded over here in Sweden. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because we have a lot more equality. Of yeah. Course. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. We walk around the street. It doesn't matter whether, like, if someone is is, you know, black or someone no. is from uh, Australia. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're gay. It doesn't matter whether you're a girl covered in tattoos. Of course. There's a lot more equality. And um, yeah, I think Sweden is way up there in the top <laughs> when it comes to that. But still, I mean, there's still a lot of stupid shit going there, on. There is a lot of stupid shit. And, and there's there's racism and, it's and growing, yeah. You know, and right. There's, yeah. there's a growing voice in the conservative right side. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think yep. that, yeah. you know, and they're, it seems as if they're prepared for violence because it just seems like it's always violence, 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 yep. you know? Yep. And I think what our, our driver was, was telling us, he's, he's from German, he was saying that there, I think there's a the rising voice of the conservative and right-wing mm. parties in Germany are at least 20 to 30% higher than they were, oh, yeah. you know, in yeah. the 90s, yeah. so to speak, or yeah. in early 2000s. Yep. So, yeah, and, and, and I think if the United States, we, we claim to be this cultural bastion of, uh, you know, <laughs> of, of freedom and yeah. this, 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 we want to be this economic leader and this cultural leader in the world, you know, that's the land of the free. Yeah. But yet we have this overtly conservative and right-wing political uh, air about yeah. us these days. And th- so that's, con- that's contradictory. Yeah. So what Fire from the Gods was saying, if we as a people, because the, I, I think the American people really don't feel that way. It's it's a lot. There's this separation between the American people and then there's our government. Mm. Yep. You know, like I can't stand our government, but the people that serve in our military, you know, I feel for them because they are just they're they're me. They're, yeah. they're my brothers. They're yeah. our sisters. They're our mothers. They're not ordinary people that you know they do it because they want the free uh, uh, education. They want to be taken care of. A lot of poor people don't have money, so that that's the only way out. Exactly. Of yeah. their economic situation. And it's used, again, as another tool. It's used as a tool to manipulate us. And you, your, your patriotism is, is, is measured by your love for police or your love for yep. your obedience. Exactly. You know what yep. I'm saying? And, and that just kills the human spirit because the human spirit and, and, what, and a better world is not about obedience. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's about belief and it's about unity. Yep. And, you know, and resilient resilience because yeah. humans are resilient, you know, but and we can outlive a lot. But I don't think we need to continue to keep killing each other just to see how much we can take. Yeah. You feel very, me? Very true. True. Hey, we're going to play another song. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, probably the biggest song from the record, Bulls on Parade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be back shortly.
discover uh rage what was, was it evil empire was it on the uh, it was guerrilla radio actually right. um and that was off of battlefield los angeles right and i had i you know obviously as many people know i've lived outside of the states for quite a quite a bit of my life and i had moved back to the states right around 99 turning 2000 and that's when i had first heard like heavier music than just punk and stuff like that you know ska and Rage Against the Machine was playing on this radio station in New York called K-Rock, mm. which was really popular back in those times. Um, 92.3 was, the, was it on the FM dial. Yep. And I heard Gorilla Radio, and I was like, what is this, dude? Because, you know, it was like the dude was like rapping, but the, the guitars were still kind of heavy. It was rock. And I was like, what? You know, so it was like I checked it out. And then I see the dude had dreads, you know, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And then started reading into it, reading into it. And I was like, this is... This is it. I wasn't into the, the, the whole anarchist communist stuff, you know, but I got the idea of because I'm a person of color and, and you know, I saw it and I was like, wow, this, this guy's speaking to me. Yeah. And then just delving a lot further into the band, then I heard, I went back and, and picked up Evil Empire and I was like, whoa, and heard Down Rodeo, Revolver, right. the grooves, the, the, the social consciousness of the music, the, uh, his voice, just his attack. On these songs, like it, it, it was incredible, man. It just it completely opened my eyes, you know. And then from there, I just started going into heavier shit, like Slipknot and right, Suffocation, yeah. and <laughs> found. That, then I heard In Flames, and I was like, "What?" Then I heard Meshuggah, and I was like, "What?" You know. But Rage Against the Machine has always stuck with me, and and I till this day I still tell people like that's them and Slipknot. That's my favorite. Those are my favorite bands, you know. All right. Yeah, yeah. And so Rage, Rage, man, really did it for me, yeah. and still, man, like. But I think they, they brought something um, not just with the music, but also being a political band uh, with the lyrics and all that. Political from the start. From and the taking, a stand, record, taking from a stand the for, yeah. for, for things. Never wavered from who they were. And yeah. that's what I think gave the band such that, that those heights and yeah. that, that, that look like, yeah, these guys are real true to it. And when Zach took a step back from the, from the music, man, he, you know, he really... St- he stood true to who mm. he was. He was like, we've become something that it never was intended to become. And, but that's just a victim of capitalism, you know, and, and a yep. victim of, of circumstance. It just happens. Yeah. You know, you're a good band. People are going to like you. And, they, yeah. you know, you have a product. You're going to sell it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you, all these people that get involved to help you sell that product, they, they want to make money. Sure. So it's going to make money. So, but I think it, it was a blessing more than, than a, you know, um, a curse for for Agents Machine because there wouldn't be guys like me today that you know now I'm trying to bring my own sense of social consciousness through my music you know and, and a lot of that came because 
I listened to Rage Against the Machine, and it was okay to speak your mind right. through your music. Yeah. Rolling Stone wrote in their uh, review of the album, this music isn't supposed to be fun. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say about fire. I'm like, yo, dude, we're not sexy by any means. <laughs> the music's not sexy. But a lot of people love it and they groove yeah. to it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be like, <laughs> you know, like I'm singing my soul out there telling like the world about like, let's unite, you know. Yeah. So, but if it, if you can, do. You know, if you can do it, just fucking do it. Yeah, dude. yeah. And they did it. Sure. And that's why I do it. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, number one, went to number one. Yes. So it obviously started to make, the, the first album definitely made an impact. Oh, absolutely. Made yes. an impact. Yep. Yes. Um, and this album followed, followed it up with uh, yeah. number one. And just, I mean, the first album, just with the cover, Dude, made, an, made, point, made an impact. The Monk. Yeah. The Monk in the, yeah. In, in, yeah. during Vietnam. Yeah. That, exactly. That, uh, the self-immolation. That, I was, bro, as yeah. soon as you said, was, like you were saying that, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. When it goes back to the first record. I was like, yeah. 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 They made a point. They just said it right then and there. Yeah. This is who we are. Yeah. And I think people why, why were angry was there no that, censorship? You know? you know, why was there no censorship on that which I don't think there should be? On no, I also cover. think that that, that you, you picture had, is an iconic picture from he's protesting picture. the I think it was protesting the Vietnam War or I right, can't remember I think what the it French, was. It was right before the war. Yeah. I think it was because it, it, the French was still in Vietnam, yeah, which might have been, yeah, Indo Indo yeah. China, yeah. yeah, and then the French left, and then the Americans yeah. came in. So I think that monk was just protesting colonial yeah. Yeah. Uh, imperialism. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. actually a funny Ricky Gervais thing about that, but <laughs> about that monk, is it? <laughs> yeah, because he's something like, so why would you set yourself on fire? That's like you know, okay. <laughs> doesn't really, you know, brings a point to the whole, but, well, you know. Brings a point, but also made a mark here because yeah. here we are in 2000. Absolutely, sure. Talking well, about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. absolutely. There we have a, a record that sold. Yeah, it was. it's <clears throat> such an impact for, <clears throat> for Rage Against the Machine that yeah. they put it on the album cover. True, true. So it sold X amount. I'm, I'm probably saying it's probably sold in excess of 10 million copies. Probably, so yeah. 10 probably, million yeah. kids have had yeah. it in their hands. Yeah, yeah. sure. A hard copy. Sure. I've listened to it over and over again. Poster shirts with that uh -huh. image. It's, uh, and that's not a cool thing with, with Evil Empire because in, in the booklet, there's a stack of books. Uh, yeah, which I haven't because I haven't checked that record for a long time. But yeah. there's a stack of books uh, 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 with like John Steinbeck and mm -hmm. like I guess stuff that they read and wanted people to read. One of the books being um, Johnny Got a Gun, but Dalton Trumbo, uh, the book who is kind of the influence for One by Metallica. So yeah, yeah. Um, what did say? Some things like that Zach talked about and. You know, bringing up like Zapata's guns, you know, like just revolutionaries. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. you know, so and he talks about Fred Hampton, you know, he talks about Malcolm X, he right. talks about King. Yep. You know, so those are people that I had learned about as a kid, you know, because I come from a very sort of leftist, lib, uh, black radical family right. in that sense and then right. why why do i say that and what why we why do we use that term to describe that is because during the 60s when my mom was growing up and my grandmother that's if you didn't want to live the way they had us living you were a radical you right know? so were we extremists no but you we taught you know i was taught to love myself and to love my people and i was taught about malcolm x from a very young age i was taught about marcus garvey I was reading books by James Baldwin by 10 years old. You know, I was reading very famous black authors. I was 
in Harlem going to the mosque, you know, and, and uh, learning about Elijah Muhammad and learning about Farrakhan and, and, and everyone and all these names and, and Madam C.J. Walker and W.E.B. Dubois. And when Zach, Zach De La Roca talked about these things, that was another way that he touched me and, and yep. another way that it made sense. Yep. And it, it was like, you know, there are other people that are like-minded. Right. You know, because I don't, you know, I can go around and some people might think I'm crazy when I start talking about these sort of things and right. start talking about the, the teachings of these people and they're like, ah, whatever. No one wants to hear that. But yep. if there's a guy here that sold over 10 million records yep. talking about it, then that means someone else has heard it and that yep. means someone else wants to hear it. Yeah. So yep. why not? Why not stand up for something, you know, and, and talk and even, about it? Even people that haven't heard it are, are totally oblivious oh, sure. to it. Yeah. Even, even right. a kid in Australia yeah. is sitting up and taking notice. Yeah. And, yes. And then exploring it. What is this shit these talking yeah, about? Yeah, man. You know? But I think yeah. that's what, that's what different that's as well when you had like, you had the 80s, which was just about girls and partying and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. doing drugs and yeah, Jack Daniels yeah. and all that. Then you have grunge. Yeah. Where it starts to get more into emotions. Exactly. Yeah. And things going on and mm-hmm. social problems and yes. so on. And then you have a band like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Uh, where I think took it a step further. And also, you know, you, you, you knew right away with their lyrics that they were really, you know, they were thinking about things. They cared about things. They, you know, stood up for things. I think yeah. they um, lived it. They lived exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. it, it was like, totally no, different. Were, Totally they different. would show up at protest all the time. And that was another thing. It was like, you know, they would they would show up at protest. They would show up uh and and talk about um Abu Jamal, you know, mm. um and Mumbia, you know, and like they they like you said, they lived it, man, you know, and like that line in Gorilla Radio, more Fagora, the son of a drug lord, fuck it, none of the above, <laughs> cut the cord, you know, like <laughs> It's it's not more, you know, they would just talk about things that were current and, and current events and, and talk about the the corruption in government, you know. It, it it's an incredible it it's an incredible experience being being like with rage, you know. Like you said, the with the the rock drugs and, and, and partying and, and shit like mm. that. That did, that created an air and kids yep. were like, Whoa, I wanna see what this is all about. Yeah. But me coming from the political background that I did, I was like, I want to see what this is about. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was generational. Yeah. At, at, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and they were just like the, the voice of a generation. And yeah. now that they're coming back, I think they're going to be new kids that are going to be like, what the hell? You know? Well, the, the time is right for them to come back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Hey, let's play another song and then we'll uh, come back and quickly sum it up and talk yep. about who was in the band. Yes, sir. So um, uh, we're back with AJ from Fire from the Sun. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that a second. Uh-huh. And you got a new record that come out, American recently. Sun. American Sun mm-hmm. come out in November, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Back to Rage. I wish the name of the band was Fire Fruit, so that's <laughs> fucking dope. Um, back to Rage. Yeah. Tom Morello. Probably, we've said it a few times, probably one, one of the most influential guitar players. Yes. Um, you know, there's been a few people that have changed guitar. Yeah. Jim, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. You could say maybe a Steve Vai. Oh, sure. Yeah. And probably yeah. Tom Morello. I yeah. can't think of anyone from no. Tom Morello that has changed the guitar as much as... He spoke. He, he spoke with him, man. Like, we do. Uh, we've got a lot of elements, man, in our on, especially on this new record, American Sun, which I guess like Richie, who you know, and and Jameson here, and Drew, the, the our guitar guys, kind of. Uh, I, I hate to use the word stole, but we definitely ripped a little <laughs> Tom Morello, right? Know, on on some on some of our various parts of the record and. Like you said, dude, they're just the inf- the influence, yeah. and because the guy was able to sell so many records, and because the band was so iconic, with that, and he's had what two other bands since then right. that have yeah. all been like top ten, you know, bands. Yeah. So, you know, the dude, you, there's something special with a guy like that. Well, I think there was no boundaries lyrically, no boundaries, no. musically, no boundaries, no. and thus the guitar. There was no, yeah. there was no boundaries. He no, did. he has a certain style. You can almost tell right away that it's Tom Morello. You know, he's he playing a, it in a certain style as well. He's got the guitar way up, and yeah. the strings and are a, going everywhere. He's got a pretty simple sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. string is really quite simple, yeah. the sounds he gets out of it. Yeah. And then, and then you have Brad Wilkes. Brad Wilkes, the drummer. Um, we were we were talking one time. Yeah, Brad was the, the drop. I forgot the bass player's name, but uh, Timmy C. Timmy C. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were talking one time, Jameson here, like a guitar player, and we were like, we played um, our. We had jammed some of our stuff, like Fire from the Gods and stuff, without any tracks and electronic stuff going on behind it, without any sense. And it was like it sounded pretty cool, but it sounded so empty. And right. It's probably because we. We're used to hearing it a certain way. We were like, "How the fuck did four guys sound so massive?" Yeah. You know, you know, like they sounded so big. And we said the same thing about Rush. You know, we we're like, right. "It's just they just sounded yep. gigantic." Yep. You know, and, yep. and a lot of it had to do with Tom Morello's just style, man. Yeah. And you know, big open like Led Zeppelin, John Bonham type drums. You know, and it, it, it was it was cool, man. Yeah. It was, he was nearly in Pearl Jam. He Who? was in Pearl Jam. Oh, I mean Tom Brad Wilkes. Brad, Brad Wilkes. Brad Wilkes. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Wilkes oh, was wow. in Pearl Jam for a very short amount of time. He actually was the roommate for um, for Eddie Vedder. Exactly. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That makes and now sense. he's with Juliet Lewis. Now he's with Juliet Lewis, who's a Scientologist. Tom Morello shared a room with um, Adam from Tool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's lots of lots of into, uh, but it's ancestral. The, the yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Especially yeah. In the states and yep. like, it's all across the world, because you find that this guy was in a band with that guy, this yeah. guy was, or knew this guy, you know. Yeah. Um, that a lot of that happened between uh, us and Bad Wolves. I know. Have you guys are familiar yeah, with yeah. Bad yeah, Wolves? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Chris, that was in Bad Wolves, and this is just like a, a kind of tour story. Before we were even in bands that toured, well, I was in a band that toured, and I played a show which would kind of been like a, a local festival and. Iowa, Des Moines, mm. in Des Moines, Iowa. And Doc, who was the guitar player in Bad Wolves, who was also in God Forbid, yep. he was in God Forbid at the time. And my band from Virginia was kind of touring with God Forbid. We had done a couple shows with them up until this festival. And they headlined the festival. We were on the festival. And Chris, that was that's in Bad Wolves now with Doc, 
was in a local band from Iowa that played that same festival. Right. So we were all three on the same festival <laughs> and didn't really know each other at the time. Right. And then ended up on tour with each other in two completely different bands uh, last uh, at the end of 2020, all at right. the end of 2019. Right. So it's like, again, it's just so incestual and you, you meet up with these people again and you know it's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> where'd that happen? So like, that's such a, a crazy coincidence that Brad Wilkes was in Pearl Jam, and yeah. then you know Tom Morello shared a room with with, with Adam, and yeah. now that guy's in one of the biggest bands in the world. Oh yeah. hell yeah, back hell yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, man, we got to wrap it up. You're gonna of hit course. the stage in yeah. yes. under thirty minutes. Yes, yes, um, yes. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Pleasure. guys for having us, man. This Pleasure. is incredible. Yep. The cool. New, Cheers, the new album is, as well, American American Sun. It's out now. Get it. Bang it. Listen to it. <laughs> tell your friends about it. Tell your mama about it. Cool. Thanks, right. thanks. Cheers, Vince.